Have you ever had the thought, when I'm in charge, that'll be different? (laughs) I thought so, and you're not alone. This is often the topic on the podcast. Whether the guests are sharing their learning moments, their called to lead situations, or I'm sharing something I just can't keep to myself, we're in it for the leadership, for those calling forth moments and teachings that are so good we just have to talk about them. I'm Karen Gillen, life coach for business leaders and your host. Let's get to the show. Today we get to talk to Pam Howard. And Pam, I think one of my favorite nuggets from this episode is that we can parent in a way that respects the parent and respects the child. There's a hopefulness in that that I just really liked hearing. So listen in for that and also listen in for when my cell phone rings. Whoops. But you know what? Accidents happen. I didn't feel like editing the show. So uh, the phone was for me. I apologize for the noise. And thank you for the work that you do to show up and parent with any kind of intention at all. Because it's important. It takes effort. And it's not the easiest thing, is it? Um, Thanks, Pam, for being here. Welcome to the podcast, Pam. It's good to have you here. Thank you. It's so good to be here. So... Will you tell people in your own words who you are, what you do? I am Pam Howard, and I am a master coach. I help moms. I like to say that I help moms go from feeling frazzled and disconnected to feeling calm and connected. Um, mm. I also love to rhyme. So <laughs> so maybe um, this episode could just be for me then? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Let's do it. We'll see what comes up. So why moms? Why help moms? Well, I am a mom and I, I, you know, even before I was a mom, I always wanted to be a mom and I went to social work school, um, to get my MSW. And even then I knew that I wanted to help moms and families and kids. I love kids. So after I became a mom and realized how difficult it was. I was like, you know, it just reinforced even more that I wanted to help moms. Mm -hmm. So that's why. This is a group that can use some support. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I always thought that I was going to be like the best mom because I loved kids so much and I had always wanted to be one and I was good with kids. And, and then, you know, as most of us find out, it's nothing like what we thought it would be. And so Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I just decided that was what I needed to do. Got it. I remember when I was a therapist, I kept, cause I worked both with play therapy and with batterer intervention programs and anger management. So mm-hmm. I worked with all these people who had been convicted of different things and a lot of it ended up really negatively impacting kids which negatively impacts everything. Mm-hmm. And I just kept thinking like, what is the root of all of this? What, where, do, how do we actually really help? Where do we go? How do we start? What's the, like, and I thought about that a lot. And for me, it always came back to like, we need to do a better job of supporting moms, like not making moms wrong for all the world's problems, but like, how do we mm-hmm. actually support people who have so much power to improve the world? So that's what you're doing? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> really? I mean, it is my it is my mission, you know, to help as many moms as I can because 
I mean, really it comes down to the kids. I love kids and I just feel like they're so innocent. They're so, you know, beautiful when they come into the world and then we mess them up. (laughs) (laughs) So if I can help prevent some of that, that would be good. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have the, like the primary thing that you help moms do Mm -hmm. in terms of going from frazzled to connected, what is Mm -hmm. that process? Like what's the behind the scenes kind of system that gets worked on? So the overall idea is that, you know, we want to control our kids. We want to get them to behave a certain way and we try to control them. And the more we try to control them, the more out of control we both become. (laughs) And so the focus is in my work is on how do you want to behave as a mom, not how do you want your kids to behave. And that shift just, first of all, helped me tremendously when I realized, oh, I don't have to try, I don't have to control my kid. All I have to do is control me. That's so much easier. That's so amazing. (laughs) And it's actually doable. (laughs) Yeah. So that's really the, the shift. And, um, and I focus on three main areas with moms, which are connection, control, and competence. So connection with, you know, yourself and your kids, um, control again of yourself, not of your kids. And then competence is just like, you know, kind of the, the tips and tricks and things about parenting that, um, help us to feel more competent in our role. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it seems like if someone's going to come in and, and work with you, they have to agree to the shift before the shift, which is that we can't actually control another person and that to get what we want out of life, it really lies kind of within us. So is that where people are coming in from? Or is that like, how do people make that shift? If, if we've been taught that like, oh, the rest of the world is your problem. And if only the rest of the world would change, then you could be happy. But you're saying that's actually not the case. If you want to be happy as a parent, you have to be happy. Mm-hmm. How, like, how do you, how do you deal in that stuff? Yeah. I mean, it is a mind shift, right? So, um, I just help, help people to understand that their feelings aren't caused by their kids. Kids don't cause our feelings and we are in control of our feelings and that that's just the best news ever. Cause like I said before, if the only way that we can feel good as moms is to control our kids, then we're screwed because mm-hmm. we can't control another human being. Right. And so we have to just focus on being happy or whatever emotion we want to feel, right? And and doing that for ourselves. And then we show up as a better mom for our kids. And it's okay that they're not happy all the time. It's even okay if we're not happy all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, there are going to be times when you lose it with your kids. There are going to be times when you're impatient and annoyed and and that's okay, you know? Yeah, it is okay. And I think it's normal and natural. And we have to we have to live in a world where everybody gets to have the full spectrum experience of life, which I think is important for our kids and for us, right? Like we don't, it, we don't really want our kids to be happy all the time, do we? I don't think so. I mean, I think that 
they grow the most through, we all do, right? Through our struggles, through the hard times, we, we end up growing. And I mean, that's hard to keep it, keep in mind some of the time when your kid is really struggling with something. But I think that is one of the things that helps me um, stay calm and grounded when my kids are having a hard time is just knowing like this is part of life and they're going to get through it and they're going to get stronger because of it. Mm -hmm. How do you help parents find the difference between like what's normal kind of good and bad behavior that doesn't require I guess, any other kind of intervention versus like, what's the stuff we take care of at home? Because I know that can be kind of the scary line of like, is my kid out of control? Is this too much for me to handle? Like, how do you step up to those questions with folks? Like, is my child normal? That kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, I, I don't, I don't pretend to even know sometimes, you know, it's like, I don't, cause I'm not there with the mom and, the, and with the kid, I'm treating the mom, not the kid. So, you know, we need to maybe go to, you know, I'll recommend going to the pediatrician or a therapist or something and kind of see is, is their behavior normal or is it not normal? But mm -hmm. in either case, it doesn't really matter. You know, if your child has a diagnosis of something or another, like you still need to manage yourself in those situations and show up as the, as the mom you want to be, regardless of what's going on with your kid. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And normalizing that as parents, we have questions. Do you work with dads too, or just moms? Um, I have worked with dads. It's mostly moms though. Okay, cool. Yeah. And it feels important to just hear like about your background actually. Like what mm -hmm. is like, cause what did you do before you did all this? So like I said, I got my, um, degree in social work, my master's degree. And then, um, I worked at an adolescent day treatment center for several years in Boston or outside of Boston. Um, and then I moved to Florida. I had my kids. I was a stay at home mom for a while, but while I was a stay at home mom, I started up this business called less drama, more mama. And I taught in-person classes to moms. Um, I, I became a, a scream-free certified leader, which is, I don't know if you've ever heard of the book, Scream-Free Parenting. No. Okay. Great book, Scream-Free Parenting by Hal Runkle. And back when I, when I found the book, he was offering, I don't know if he still does this, but he was offering, you know, certification in his, in his method or whatever. Um, so I did that. And then I became, um, a school counselor and I was in that role for, six years while I was still coaching on the side. And just this past June, I quit that job and became a full-time master coach. Nice. Okay. So yeah. you have just, you have a rich history in working with families and moms and, and all of these things. Yeah. Yeah. So what, if you're willing to share, like, what's the thing that you're working on right now yourself as a mom? Oh, well, I have teenagers. Well, I, Ooh. one is a preteen. <laughs> so the funny thing is like, I love the name of your podcast because I was thinking about it, right? Like when I'm in charge, that'll be different. And I just remember thinking like, when I'm a mom, like I'm going to have these amazing relationships with my teenagers and it's going to be easy. And, you know, and I do have amazing relationships with both my kids, like amazing, but it's a lot harder than I anticipated. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh -huh. 
Yeah. I mean, and I think part of it is just the world we live in is so different than when I was growing up with the internet and all of, you know, all of the stuff that like, sometimes I don't really know what the heck I'm doing. Um, Isn't it nice to hear a professional say that? Let's just let that land. We don't always know what we're doing. Nobody does. And if they tell you they do, don't trust them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like setting limits on on screens and, and all of that, it's, it's a challenge, you know? And I mean, I'm doing the best I can. I happen to think that I'm doing a pretty good job, but it is something that I struggle with. Mm -hmm. Totally. You've said a few times, like what you expected versus kind of reality. And Mm. what I'm struck by is I didn't think ahead that much (laughs) about what this would be like. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm like, I'm a pretty thoughtful person, but I never was like, well, when I'm a parent, I didn't have those thoughts or expectations. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of interesting to be in the the journey without expectation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also hard. <laughs> if I had to pinpoint kind of the main thing we're working on right now, it's, uh, I think for me, you know, I used to work on a um, evidence-based program for foster parents. And it was always this five to one rule, which is five constructive like praises versus constructive feedback. Mm-hmm. And I'm always working on catching my daughter being good. And how are we yeah. catching or doing the things that we hope that she does? Because she does a ton of stuff really well that's awesome and makes life easy. Um, but it's it's really impressive how much like one annoying behavior, how much that can really take the life out of you and take your energy mm-hmm. away. So yeah, yeah for I love me, that. it's that energetic exchange is like, wow, parenting, <laughs> people are doing this and have multiple children and it's, <laughs> and like, they're doing it everywhere. <laughs> Parents are everywhere. Sometimes I am just blown away by the amount of effort happening everywhere in every home. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I should add that I'm a, a single mom. Um, because that too is like an added, yeah. you know, has its own set of issues and complications. So, yeah. Yeah. What do you think as a single mom, what's the number one way that you show up to support yourself, to take care of yourself, to be the kind of parent you want to be? I think it's going to sound so like coachy, but I, I really, um, I'm kind to myself, you know, I, I give myself what I need when I need it. Like if I'm hungry, I eat. And if I'm tired, I sleep. And I, <laughs> and I'm really, I, I am really, um, I try to take good care of myself just by listening to my body and, you know, being kind to myself and getting support when I need it. Right. I'm like, not, um, even though I'm a parent coach, like I still need my own support. Mm-hmm. So I have coaches and I, you know, I talk to people when I'm struggling too. Yeah. So it's all, it's the fundamentals, not just for basketball or baseball. It's parenting. It's like, are we eating? Are we sleeping? Are we drinking water? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah That's a good reminder <laughs> for all of us, whether we have kids <laughs> or not. Are you hungry right now? <laughs> um, tell me about a time. It could be around parenting. It could be around anything. When you had the thought, when I'm in charge, that'll be different. Yeah. Um, it is, it is around parenting probably because, and and how I got my start in this line of work, because I grew up with, um, 
a dad who was very reactive and very, um, let's say emotionally immature. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, um, and I always felt like I was responsible for his feelings, for his anger. And so, um, you know, telling myself like, when I have kids, this will be different. It's not going to be this way. And then it was that way. Yeah. You know? And then I was like, whoa, this is, this is not what I wanted this to look like. And that's when I sought help for myself. And that's Mm -hmm. what I want to help other moms to, to do, you know, is to realize that it doesn't have to be that way. And, you know, they can even, you know, help to change these intergenerational patterns. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. This generational change is, is a lot of work. I think it does require help. It certainly requires a lot of intention if nothing else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how do you think that playing the long game plays into parent coaching? How do you see that for your clients if you do? Well, parenting is the long game. (laughs) The ultimate in long games. (laughs) I mean, you're in it. You're in it, you know, for the long haul, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's kind of how I feel about my business too, right? Like, Mm -hmm. um, I'm in it for the long haul here. And, and even when things don't work out the way you think, or, you know, the way that you have planned, you got to figure out a way to make it work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I actually, um, did a, uh, I have a new client who she's estranged from her family of origin right? She's, she grew up in a large family and she doesn't talk to anyone in the family. And so now she's like really worried that that's going to happen in with her kids. Oh yeah. Um, and so, you know, learning how to stay connected Mm -hmm. through all the changes. That's, that's really so important, especially like now I'm going through with my teens, like how do I stay connected through all these changes that she's going through and all these, you know, um, when her peer group is becoming more important to her than spending time with me, mm-hmm. how do I keep that connection going? Right. And so that when she comes out of adolescence, it's still there. It's still strong. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't mean anything about you, what it yeah. looks like at the different points of looking healthy. Yeah. Yeah. She wanted to go for a bike ride the other day and I was like, can I, I'll come with you. And she was like, yeah, I'll, I kind of just want to go by myself. I was like, oh, Okay. <laughs> hey, you tried. You get I you did. get the A for effort, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I talk a lot about the long game and care and high integrity. How much do you find it important to be talking about kind of family values in relationship to parenting? Is that a big part of your work? Well, it is in the sense that I help people identify what their values are. My, I don't really, I, I mean, who am I to say like what somebody else's values should or shouldn't right. be, but I can yeah. help them identify what's important to them and then help them figure out, are they living according to their own values? Yeah. I mean, I find that's a big part of it is it's, there's no such thing as a quote unquote correct value. Mm-hmm. It's what are yours and are you living by them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you find that there are, cause I think as coaches, we're all giving permission slips a lot of the time. Not that we can, but I find that people come to us for them anyway. Mm -hmm. Like what are like the top 
one to three permission slips that you find that parents are really wanting right now? Mm. Okay. First of all, um, permission to take care of themselves without any guilt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, two would be permission to hmm, permission to maybe let their kids fail. Mm-hmm. And then a third one, what would that be? Um, permission. I've got a couple of clients recently needing permission to feel good. Say more. Okay. Like, um, they're just so used to putting themselves last and feeling frustrated or guilty or these negative emotions. Those feel Mm -hmm. comfortable to them. And so they need permission to let themselves feel good. Yeah. Okay. So here's what stands out about all three of those for all Mm -hmm. of us parents listening. Mm-hmm. They're all about the parent and have nothing to do with the child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And so right. you just you just proved your work, Pam. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like when I work with parents and they say, I just want to be a good mom, I'll say, well, what does that even mean? Right. And so they'll tell me all the things that would make them a good mom. And most of them have nothing to do with them. They have to do with the kids. Well, my kids would do this and my kids would be this way and and people would think this about me. And it's like- that has nothing to do with you. You have no mm-hmm. control over any of that. So we and work who decides? On, like who hands out the good mom award? Right. That's another thing. Like who – you get to decide what makes you a good mom or and, – and, and, and sometimes I just say like let's just drop the whole good part of it. Like you're a mom. Period. <laughs> period. And sometimes you're going to really be awesome at it and sometimes you're going to suck. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And sometimes when you think you're awesome, you actually are sucking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering like if a kid could describe a good mom, what would be on their list versus a mm. mom describing a good mom? Like those <laughs> right. lists probably don't look the same. Yeah. And also, um, I think I talked about this on my podcast once, like being like knowing that, right? Knowing what what your values are and what what you think makes you a good mom is really important because other people are going to have, you know, opinions about that. And when you're solid in, in, in your, you know, values about that, then it doesn't matter. Like, so I remember when my older daughter was trying out for soccer and she had never played soccer before. And all these people on the field were like seasoned players. Right. And she was like, Oh my gosh, can we leave? Can we go home? And I said, no, you wanted to do this. We're here. We're not, you know, you're going to do it. It, It's one day out of your life. Mm -hmm. Give it a shot. And my mother was there and she was like giving me this angry glare. Like she doesn't want to do it. She's upset. Let's go. And I was like, no, I mean, I knew I could see talking about the long game. Right. So Mm -hmm. we're here and, and she, you know, has this experience that's not a great experience, but so what? She'll, she's going to learn something from it. Mm-hmm. I love that your mom got to witness you in that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's good. Okay. So as a parent, a single parent and a person standing up for kids, like, are there any causes or stakes in the ground that you just want to drop here? Cause we're talking about it. 
Hmm. Soapbox. Like if you had a soapbox, what do you say when you stand up on that thing? I guess my my main thing was like there's always a way to be both respectful of yourself and your child. Nice. Right? Mm -hmm. That feels very hopeful. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think we, we tend to think in black and white, right? So we think we either have to be like super aggressive and controlling or passive and permissive. And there's, there's in the middle, there's like firm yet loving, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I think um, works the best, mm-hmm. right? So I think and there's always a way to f- figure out how to do it that way, in my I opinion, like yeah. which I value highly. <laughs> right. And so that means you're always looking for it and teaching people how to look for it, which means you'll find it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So before you go, I like to ask a few questions so that other people can get to know you a little bit better. The first one is, what's one thing that you don't travel without? Besides my phone? You could say your phone, but yeah, sure. Besides. Um, I would say uh, probably my inhaler. (laughs) (laughs) Very practical. Sounds smart. (laughs) Well, you know what? I haven't really needed to use it and it's probably like way expired my inhaler, but just in case I always bring it because I never know when I'm going to need it. That's right. (laughs) Better, better prepared. (laughs) Yeah. And in this time of COVID where we're not all eating out as much as we used to, um, what's a favorite restaurant experience that you've had? Mm, um, that would have to be something in Italy. Um, I've been to Italy a few times and, uh, I guess one of the, one that stands out to me is, you know, going to like these hole in the wall restaurants and in these little towns. And I had, um, this pumpkin ravioli and I'll never forget it. It was pumpkin ravioli with like a walnut sauce or something. And I, I remember it because I came home and I tried to reproduce, you know, replicate Mm -hmm. it. Um, it was just amazing. So, but I had several of those kinds of experiences when I was in Italy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that needs to happen. Italy's on the list. Yeah. How do you, cause we're all online entrepreneurs. We coach people all over the States and all over the world. How do you link into your local community? You mean, um, just in general or as a coach? In general. Oh, I, um, I guess it would be just through my kids' school mainly, mm-hmm. um, cause that's where I used to work also. And so yeah. I have lots of friends there and, you know, so it would be, you know, hanging out with friends from there and, um, yeah, family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. I moved to this community in Oregon without a kid and with a few people that I knew. But then I worked jobs locally and met a few people. But Mm -hmm. sitting in an office by ourselves doing the work we do, sometimes it feels like you're on an island. I think it's fun to see the different ways we can connect in and 
bring some of our gifts to to where we are. Yeah, definitely. And it definitely has been more challenging with COVID. I've been mm-hmm. pretty um, cautious. So yeah. Um, what's a myth that other people believe about you that you let them keep? I would say um, that I'm an extrovert because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Um, but I, you know, I'm one of those like I, I'm I'm social. I'm out. You mm-hmm. know, I can be outgoing and stuff like that. But I really prefer to just stay home and read a book. <laughs> so has that been a nice side effect of COVID for you is to have that, have that time kind of without excuse? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Is there a uh, really good book you've read lately? Uh, well, I'm reading like lots of business. I, I read like business <laughs> and self-help stuff, right? So I have this problem too. Yeah. But like fiction, no. Yeah. I haven't read any. <laughs> All right. Me either. Yeah, sorry. Well, is there anything else that you would want a mom who is feeling a little frazzled to know today? Besides, I want you to tell us where we can find you, of course. I would just say it's possible to have the kind of relationship that you want with your kids, whatever that looks like for you. Um, it's possible for you to feel patient and, and enjoy motherhood more than you may be enjoying it now. Um, and don't be afraid to reach out for help. Mm -hmm. Help is all around and support is there for you. And it, it does not mean that you're a failure. It doesn't mean that, you know, you're weak in any way. I see it as a complete sign of strength for, for you to know that you need help and to get it. Mm -hmm. Right. Me too. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here. Where can people find you? Uh, my podcast is Less Drama, More Mama, and my website is lessdramamoremama.com. All right. Well, thank you for being here, and thank you for standing up for mamas, having the experience of parenting that they want to have. It's possible. Yeah. Thank you so much. I loved this conversation. It was super fun. Me too. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for being here for sharing your time and your ears with us. And before you go, I have something new we created just for you. It's a quiz. Have you ever wondered how you stack up when it comes to the three pillars of business your way? Well, now you'll know. Click the link in the show notes or go to karengillen.com forward slash quiz to find out just what type of business owner you are. I can't wait to see your results. Take good care of you and your people and leave a review for the podcast. It really helps. Thank you and talk to you next week.